In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Galaxy Cast fans, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have with me Eric the Artist. I'm an Avenger. I have with me Tara the Inquisitor. I still don't know. And I have with me Gary the Stud. Cool beans. <laughs> He's still on that. <laughs> and I am your host, Bob Crispin, that wants to bring back True Dad. <laughs> Did True Dad ever True go Dad. away? Uh, yeah, it went away. Yeah, my kids think it's uncool at school, yeah, so okay. I want to bring back yeah. True Dad. I'll go with True Dad. He got <laughs> on cool that because the Andy Griffith show this morning. Yeah. Yeah, well. I'm going to bring sexy back. You bring sexy back? <laughs> I hate that song. Too sexy for my... I don't know why I hate that song. Too sexy for my podcast. <laughs> Ew. Oh, that was bad. Attitude, too. <laughs> You're welcome. So, we yeah, have... I was going to say, Bob, don't make me take my shirt off. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry for the people in video land. I really am. So, <laughs> they're all rushing to video land going, no! Okay, so we have lots to talk about tonight. We have the Avengers Infinity War trailer part two that dropped today. We have the poster to go along with that for Avengers Infinity War, which we're going to talk about immensely. We are then going to talk about the Fantastic Beasts. Well, it's the Crimes of Grindelwald. I hope I'm saying that right. Yes, Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Isn't it, I think they pronounce it with a V that sound, though. Grindelwald. Oh, Grindelwald. Okay. I think. Uh, trailer that came out. Uh, we're then going to talk about a store closing that's uh, going to immensely impact all of us, I think. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about some of the deleted scenes from Star Wars The Last Jedi because they came out this week and we just thought it would be really cool to talk about that. So, let's hop right to it. It's Easter time. We're going to hop. Get it? Oh, dear Lord. Uh, I know. That's what I'm here for. So, the first thing we want to talk about is the second trailer dropping for Avengers Infinity War. And I thought it was interesting, Eric. You're like, this is the last one I'm watching <laughs> for the movie. They, there might be one more out. I mean, it's what? Yeah. We're about four weeks, four and a half we're weeks out? We're about four weeks and out? a half weeks out, Because they yeah. moved it up. 
Oh yeah, that's news we didn't really mention. Did we mention that last time we were on the podcast that they moved up Avengers: Infinity War by one week? No, actually, Why? we didn't. It's now on. It's a week. It was supposed to come out May fourth. It's not coming out last week of April. And the reasoning is is twofold. One, uh, foreign markets were getting it then. Right. And to avoid spoilers and stuff, they pretty much said, I guess we're going to have to probably release it same worldwide release same day and day. So right. we're not ruining the the spoilers. Two, they decided to turn it into a great marketing ploy. If you saw on Twitter where Robert Downey Jr., as Tony Stark, was messaging, uh, I think it was S.H.I.E.L.D. or something, and was like, hey, I want to see Avengers Infinity War early. They said, sure thing, Mr. Stark. You know, they write back to uh, to him. Sure thing, Mr. Stark. Uh, When? He says, how about a week? They said, sure, we can do that for you, Mr. Stark. He's like, I I want some friends to see it, too. They go, sure, how many? He write back, all of them. And they wrote back uh-huh. and said, okay, Mr. Stark, the movie will be released one week early as per your request. They like, so did they this did thing, like on, a twi- thing yeah. on Twitter. And it was all like Tony That's Stark cool. was making it happen. And it was, it was, it was really Robert Downey Jr.'s account. It was awesome. Interesting. That's yeah. Cool. Okay. So there's a lot going on in this trailer. I mean, there's no doubt that there's a lot going on in this trailer. And it was kind of hard for me to even decipher it all the first <clears> three times I watched it. I mean, right off the bat, they talk right out about Thanos. I mean, there's just no... I'm glad that they're not, like, beating around the bush about who the bad guy is. They're just getting right to it. Well, because it's very uh, obvious considering it's called Infinity War. Well, I know, but not everybody would jump to the Thanos thing. Now, it's interesting that Thanos has in his gauntlet already at the beginning of the movie... Well, he has one, one at least that we know of at the beginning of the movie because he's got the purple stone. And that's the color of the stuff that was in Thor the Dark World, the Aether or whatever. I'm wondering if that's what he got. No, actually, I actually thought the Aether was red. I thought the purple mm. stone is the one that was in Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Isn't that the one he opened up? So there, yeah. so But we never saw him get it from the Collector, so there must be some sort of flashback scene or something. I'm hoping gonna there's going to be some sort of yeah. tell about it. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious that by the middle of this movie, or <clears> at least maybe towards the beginning... He's going to have uh, what would it be in the stone and the tesseract? Yeah. So that, that's well, going to be interesting. Well, where did the ether go anyway? I don't know where that stone. Did Asgard up. keep it? Or I I'm they pretty sure it. they kept it because I thought it was in Ragnarok. Didn't they mention ether? No, they mentioned the tesseract as he ran by it, and that's the one that Asgard had. Which is why people think he he literally grabbed it and took it, and he's going to have it on him at the right. beginning of it. And that would make sense. But I'm pretty sure the ether stayed in Asgard as well. So, so maybe that is the ether stone. That maybe how did how did he get it? When he got the when he took the gauntlet. Yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I guess. So stole the gauntlet and grabbed the ether stone while he was there all at the same right. time. <clears throat> and maybe that happens after the fall of Asgard, and he's able to go in there. He goes into well, the, yeah, because it's wreckage. only Hela now. Right, that's what I'm saying. Go into the wreckage or whatever's left. Well, you, remember he came in. He got the uh, the glove right after. Uh, Avengers, right? Or it no? It was Ultron. It was Ultron, wasn't it? Was Age yeah. of Ultron? Yeah. One of them. Yeah, something so like that. What do you think of these grandiose scenes they show Thanos, you know, with the helmet, with him taking the helmet off? I hope he doesn't. I know he's going to have the helmet off for most of the movie, but I hope he puts it on because that's Thanos. He wears I know, the I have to agree with you. Yeah. This is kind of like Thor all over again. <laughs> yeah. Please give me the helmet. But from most of the scenes I've seen, he doesn't wear it. Because right now he's just purple Bruce Willis. <laughs> he kind of looks, looks like it. It looks weird. Him. Well, I've heard it really well, does. purple Bruce Willis or purple, uh, what's his name from Pawn Stars? <laughs> oh really, <laughs> Rick? Rick. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh my gosh! Now that you say it, that's all you can't see. You can't not. See I can't it unsee it, it now. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yep. Wow! Somebody like took Rick's head and put it on Thanos's body. I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it. I don't know how I feel about the helmet being removed the whole time. And I know why they're doing it. That's the acting thing. You want to see yeah. the face, but. Come on. I mean, Spider-Man does a good job acting, and he puts a mask on all the yeah, time. They like, and Iron Man. They get a lot and of voice. Well, here's the thing. Iron Man, you get But they show him the inside cut, of the armor. You get cutaways yeah, to right. him inside, right. so they connect. 
And Spider-Man, he's they got the voice going. He's All pretty, right, fine. pretty the Hulk. personality. The but Hulk? again, the Hulk is CGI'd over top of the... No, I know. He but actually he just, looks like... He yeah. looks like right. Ruffalo. So I agree. They, they've yeah. done a good job with that. What about the Iron Man suit here? We see this like super jet thing. What do you guys think? Is that kind of cool? Is yeah, I like I like everything I see in this trailer. Right. There's nothing in this trailer I see that I don't that like. That I didn't like, yeah. I mean, the idea that, hey, <laughs> we now have something Thanos wants. We're going to basically lead him here. We're going to take care of it. And uh, I just thought that's interesting. I think it's interesting that the Guardians are going to finally meet up with the Avengers. We yep. knew this was going to happen. but And then you to get uh, Tony's cockiness. And, um... I like... I- yeah. Have Sorry. you noticed too yeah. that the spider- I love his suit. Have you seen his suit? Did you take a good look Tony's at that. Tony's suit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did did you guys catch too that Spider Man's Spider Man's in his new suit. He's in yes. Iron Spider. He's in the Iron Spider yeah. suit. Yes. Which I thought he didn't he turn that down at and the remember, end of Spider Man. And Spider Man, he gets back to his room and it's left there. Tony gave it to oh, him anyway. That's right. I forgot it's, about yep. that. And that's part. when he's holding it up, and Aunt May walks in and goes, "What the?" And it cuts out. Oh, <laughs> and that's, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Okay. So that makes sense. Gary, you said there was the interesting thing about the. Hulk, or the well, the Hulk Buster armor that you thought was supposed to happen. What was that? That banner's actually operating the Hulk Buster armor. Right. And we believe the theory that we have is that he's gonna operate it and those little creatures are gonna come along and attack him and he's gonna get mad and Hulk bust out of it. Right. Which would be kinda cool actually. That would be a really cool way to bring Hulk in. I'm still curious as to what these rings are that he throws in and, and how that plays a role into this movie. <laughs> and by the way, it's called the Bleeding Edge armor. That oh, Bleeding called. Edge? That yeah. sounds cool. It's, it's from the comics. So so then we have this scene here that uh, everybody has supposed, and I think they're pretty right on this, is a throwback scene where Thanos has got this girl with a green hand, and I'm thinking this is going to be Thanos saving Gamora. This is how he becomes Gamora's dad, uh, stepdad. Adoptive father. Adoptive father, whatever you want to call it. And so I, there's going to be, I think there's going to have to be a couple throwback scenes explaining some of this anyway. Mm-hmm. We see Loki get caught by Thanos's minions. I don't, uh, I don't think he's caught. I just think he's with them. I think he's... I, he it's doesn't like, look I, like he's even <clears throat> chained up with them. You no, know, that's I, think really he, thing. I think he gave the Tesseract up. Remember, he was working with Thanos before. He was supposed to right. come down and enslave Earth. Right. Because they gave him the staff. That's true, yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to be an Avengers, was supposed to be the one. Oh, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this goes all the way back. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a pretty big deal. You know, some cool cut scenes with, you know, uh, Captain America, Black Panther. You know, I mean, there's a really cool cut scene throughout this whole thing. And then we get to the battle of the Gungans versus the droids. Yep. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it kind of looks like, Wakanda. Uh, Doctor Strange is working with uh, the Guardians and Star-Lord. I thought the one interesting scene was Doctor Strange getting tortured here. Yeah, uh, kind of like interesting. Weird like blade things into his weird body, blade things. and it's a possibility that maybe I'm wondering if Scarlet Witch is being manipulated by one of Thanos's baddies. Possible. So she's, that, that would be interesting. She's ho- like using her powers to move all these shards. Into right, them. right. That's yeah. what I'm thinking might it, be going it, on. It's be, being uploaded into the internet because that's all fiber optics. It's, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's where you think Hulk would actually probably yep. bust out. Uh, and and Tony Stark, there's been a lot of rumors that Tony may not make it through this yeah. one. I mean, a lot of rumors. He's about pro- that. he's the one I almost most expect won't. I kind of expected too, to. especially after Iron Man three. Quite honestly, I didn't even think he'd be coming back after Iron Man three. And and but I'm surprised he's back. The thing is, they've know? done a good job of playing with the actors talking outside about how they're up for another movie and this and that. And so they've yeah. really kind of kept you from figuring out for sure what's going to happen. Oh, then, yeah. then we have this end scene here with Captain America struggling no, to hold Thanos' gauntlet. Now but you, you have, if you look, if you watch the shot and play it. Thanos' eyes, he's squinting there. He's, he's squinting, he's, he's struggling too. He's and pushing. he's pushing. And <coughs> so that puts Captain America's strength pretty high. Yeah. Well, Nomad. 
I think this definitely says more about Captain America than anything else. I, I thought that shot actually was was pretty gosh darn cool. Yeah, the whole I think the whole movie's gonna just rock. I, Do, I, oh, have they released yet its runtime? Like how long the movie they, is? Yes, it was two hours and thirty six minutes, the longest ever Marvel movie to date. Okay. They said it will be the longest Marvel two movie to date, and I guess Disney was all concerned. Like, what would that mean to people? Like. Would people be upset about that runtime? And I was kind of like... Yeah, two hours and 36 minutes. I, I was like, no. I'm telling you, you <laughs> could run a four and a half hour movie on Infinity War, and yeah. I think people would sit through it. I really do. I think people are that stoked about Avengers and MCU that they whatever you put at them oh, at this yeah. point... You, they didn't will, sit, you sit me down for two and a half hours, and I'm going to be loving it. It's After quite Black ironic. Panther, I, no. just, I can't imagine anybody not wanting to go in there and spend whatever time they got to spend to watch something like yeah. this. No, but if you think about it, it's quite ironic because we had a three and a half hour movie movie for Batman vs. Superman and a lot of people hated it and I think was it a that lot of long? people No. I don't it think it was pretty long. No, it was three hours I believe. Three hours? I think no, it was three. that's pretty long. Well like that's when we got Watch this. I remember when Watchmen came out. Watchmen was long. That Watchmen was, was, that was long. two that hours was... and fifty minutes almost right. I think. Yeah. And here's the thing, I loved it. Same here. There's people I, actually I know who didn't hate, mind Watchmen. There's people I liked who hated it. Watchmen. I thought it was really there were people that hated Watchmen. I had a lot of hate out there. And I wasn't hanging out with those people. And I can keep watching it too. I still can't thing I can go back and watch it and I have no problem with it. I'm not a hater. It's a DC comic that came out in the 90s. Am I right about that? It came out the same year as The Dark Knight Returns, so 85. 85. Okay, so it was it was around for a while, and then but, they made a movie I, about I, it. I don't think it was DC at the time. I think it was something else. It was released by DC. Okay. But it was not but in it was the like DC a, universe proper. It I was, was going to say it was an independent They had project. another imprint. I can't remember what the name of it was, and it was Alan Moore working with them. Ver- Vertigo um, or Valiant? It might have been Vertigo. Okay. Uh, and then... I can't remember for sure. And that's why there's such the uproar now that years and years later, he never gave them permission to use the characters in any other stories. Oh, really? <clears throat> but he was also not allowed. It, there was some sort of stipulation that as long as the book was in print, yeah, they could still hold on, retain rights to do with things. And the book, if you know, the graphic novel has never gone out of print. You can always get it in right. bookstores. Right. And now eventually something happened with the amount of time and stuff that they've been able to take the characters and they're using them in the new in the new DC reboot. Are they really? What yes. all the characters have entered like like Rorschach has met Batman. Uh, um, they've come into the I universe. I actually proper. want to get interested and in what DC comics. What again. they're saying, what I think the story is telling, is that it's actually Doctor Manhattan's universe that he went and created. Oh, okay. So he's like the super powerful being of right, the DC, of DC universe. universe. So he's kind of like a watchman of the DC universe. Kind yeah, of, right? that, that's like one of the things I heard that they've been the hinting towards. It's still going on right now, but anyway. Huh, that's um, interesting. But yeah, it's, uh, that was just, a, that was a long movie, but I thought it was great. Batman versus Superman was over three, says three hours and three minutes. Dang. Yeah. It felt so, like 10. Yeah, so, it really did. That's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> and, and <laughs> people are stoked about this movie. This movie is obviously less time than that one, but that <laughs> and, one was more And so here's the thing I want to remind people that are going to go see this movie when you get there. Go to the bathroom first. Well, first off, yes, do that. This movie is actually technically going to be longer when it's all said and done than Justice League. And I bet. Oh, I Justice bet, League was was under two hours. Yeah. I bet when you're all said and done, it's not going to feel like it oh, was no. longer than Justice League. It's going to fly. No. So this is going to be, the, to me, the gigantic telltale difference between Marvel and DC. Yeah. Marvel's going to tell a story, and by the end, you're not even going to know two and a half hours of your life went by. And by the end of a DC movie, you're looking at your watch going, oh my gosh, can we end this now, please? Yeah, it's like, I got it. I got the point. Right, yeah. So I just uh, just want to remind people of that one. <clears throat> little side note. Apparently, Zack Snyder, they said it had a cut 
of before he left. Apparently, the rumors are coming out. Maybe this is something to talk on a future episode when we hear more about it. Okay. That Zack Snyder did not just go from the the DC movie universe because of the tragedy in his family. Okay. Apparently, they were looking for a reason to fire him. Oh, really? And they used that to let him go. Who was Jack Snyder and, playing? And he, no, he was the director. He was the director. Oh. He was the one who directed uh, Batman. Uh, he did Batman versus Superman. Correct. He did... Um, I thought he did Watchmen too, didn't he? No, he did Watchmen, which I loved. Yeah, way back. In he the day. he didn't do the original uh, Man of Steel. That was somebody else, right? No, that was. You know, he did Batman versus Superman. He was kind of supposed to be setting up to be there. He the, was set to be Bat the Batman movie director, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and then he ba- he came he out, of that. out of that. Yeah, but anyway, apparently the first or the cut that he put together of Justice League yeah. has been said to be unwatchable. That it really? was so. Bad. Not good. They had to bring. It wasn't just Whedon coming in to help in a in a time of tragedy. It's they were looking to get him out because they needed to do as much as they could to recover. Apparently, something wasn't going right, and that. But they say more and more of that's going to come out as time passes. I, imagine that though. It was worse. <laughs> I just I can't. Part of me says I just can't believe that. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing we wanted to talk about was on the same day that they released the second. Avengers Infinity War uh, trailer, Yes, we get a chance to see the official movie poster of Avengers Infinity War. Now, first off, I like the poster. I mean, it's... Yeah, to, it's, fit, to fit as many characters as they had to into it, it's, it's a pretty good way to do you it. You know what, though? It looks like a comic book cover, doesn't it? I mean, from top to bottom, it's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. it's got that comic book cover the only vibe. Thing, the only one I don't like, I think they mistreated Hulk. He feels... He feels too small he, compared to... Well, he feels to too small. Yeah. He feels tacked in almost. It's yeah, like, I, I think he you. needed... They needed to make him a little different but I'm sure it ties into how big he is in the movie so so you know it's interesting they, they're showing all the characters here now we noticed some things as we were looking <laughs> at all the characters and there's been some squawking about this online too for those people that don't know there's some missing characters from this movie and it's pretty obvious in the trailers and now in the movie poster yeah first off when you talk about the Avengers we the are big missing the big, the big missing is Hawkeye Nowhere mentioned, nowhere in the trailers, nothing's out there. You know what's really interesting? He's not in the poster, and he's not named. Not even named as one of the actors in the movie, so that's kind of interesting. What's his name again? It's uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy, yeah, yeah. Jeremy. He's not even. Renner is not listed. Not listed as one of the names. Now, granted, I think they're only listing the people that appear on the poster. Correct. But how small of a role does he have in this, then, if he's. If he has a role at all. If he has a role at all, and how. That's weird. Now, here's what's really weird, and I didn't talk about this earlier when we were ta- discussing this. There's actually Hawkeye merchandise out there. There's a Hawkeye... For Infinity War? Yeah. There's a Hawkeye uh, bow and arrow set, like Nerf bow and arrow set with Hawkeye's picture on it with a really cool getup, by the way. Purple, mind you. The actual, you know, the Hawkeye we were expecting. Right. Again, it's... And apparently there's also going to be one of the Marvel... What are those called? The Infinity Series figures, like I collect oh, yeah, for yeah, Captain yeah. America and all those. There's going to be a Hawkeye. But again, other than where figures and other than toys, where the heck is he? You know, there's a big question here. Well, what's going to happen is, at the very end of the movie, someone's going to walk up to him on a hilltop and reach out and hand go to hand him his bow, and he's going to stand there just looking at them, not saying a word. And that's going to be the only way we'll see him in the, the movie. <laughs> so the end of The Last Jedi. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get it. Oh, I do have a theory that, that Hawkeye is the person who at the end is left right standing and I'm, I'm saying like i think like we see in the comic books there's going to be some devastation of some sort somebody's going to die people are going to be really injured the avengers are going to be completely down and out <coughs> and i i think ultimately hawkeye is going to be the guy who goes back to other people right. to tell them 
this has happened and we got to help Earth. You know what yeah. I mean? And we got to do something about it. I mean, they uh, have to get there eventually. Otherwise, they won't get all the Avengers. Act- uh, sorry, Avengers actually in the series. True. And then we're missing another two people who have been exposed already. And we've already seen trailers for them for another movie. Right. Which is Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. So where are they in all of this? And they're not even like... I was even kind of earlier going, are they in the poster like tiny? really small or something? I'm you know, looking, like, I don't see But them. there's nothing there. there I, have, I have yet to find anywhere where it'd be great and if, Wasp... I'd be great if someone did like... Has them standing on the end of the... Of, Peter Quill's gun, or you yeah, know, or just like hidden so in tiny. the garbage on the bottom, yeah, or something, you and you just couldn't it. see it. And if you take a magnifying glass to it, or something, you can find it. But well, I, I couldn't see, find it. I see the invisible woman in her. <laughs> she looks good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there she is! Whoa. <laughs> so you know, I, it's interesting that there's certain characters we're not seeing, but I also think it's a, th- it, it, it's a, th- a hint to all of us. Oh yeah, it's a tactical move. Right, it's too. a tactical move. There's certain characters they have to keep alive in order to continue on with the Avengers and, and everything that's going to happen right. in the aftermath of all this. So who do you think's dead? Who do I think dies? Who's, who's done with being in a Marvel movie? Well, let's put it this way. I, okay, here of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a blank sticker right, statement right now. None of them are done being yeah. in a Marvel movie. No. Even if they die in this movie, I'm telling you right we'll now. They'll be flashbacks. None of, well, not only flashbacks, it's comic book stuff. Right. Yeah. At the end of stage four or something, how awesome could they tease at the end of a movie with Captain America? He died in this. We don't see him for eight movies. He comes out of a shadow. He, he didn't die. What you know? Something. It was the time, the time well, stones I, or the scrolls. We talked about that. I stick with my scroll yeah. theory. I'm so telling you. I'm telling you right now. I don't think any of them. All of them have stipulations in their contracts that they can come right. back. <laughs> right. That who being I, said, who do I think dies? In who's who's going to die? That's going to be gone for a while. I, I'm I'm a depressing sort. I I really truly think that I think Tony Stark bites it. I, I think, think Tony's I think right. Captain America bites it. I think Thor bites it. That's why they're in this. In the I don't middle. think Thor bites it. I do. <clears throat> I do. I think the four in the middle. You think that's it's, what, yeah? You think it's the four? Yeah. You think it's Black Widow? It has to be Black Widow. Well, the thing Thor, is, Black Widow's supposed America, right now. They've announced she's getting her own movie. Is Does it, it mean be a she can't die? Flashback in this movie. movie? It takes a uh, history of stuff that happens before. Well, it could be a whole uh, backstory on her. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true kind of an homage like she's dead now so let's learn about where she came from kind of moment i think also part of the guardians team dies here i think you're actually going to see drax die i do th- you think batista's done I with playing I, yeah I he think, won't be in guardians 3 i don't think so hmm. i think you might see mantis or even groot go in this particular movie sorry right. kid i just think well the problem is groot can go change over and over again and they can keep growing new groups. yeah but the problem is is they have to get the right twig well not only that but I think we, I don't know, did we talk about it in the podcast? Groot's not Groot anymore. Right, it's, yeah. a, it's a new Groot. It's a new Groot, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. I just didn't know if you guys knew that. <clears throat> okay, here's a question. Who 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 do you think's definitely safe? Who's definitely safe? Yeah. Black I say, Panther. I say Doctor Strange and Black Panther, top, top tier. And Scarlet Spider-Man. Witch. And Spider-Man. Scarlet Witch. I was just about to say, Scarlet Witch and Vision, I think, are going to have to be part of the new Avengers, so I think they're safe. I don't know if Vision's I, safe. I, I mean, really he's going to lose the stone. He'll so. lose the stone, He'll lose but the stone, but he's still conscious. He will, He will. by that point, his body will have gone into yeah. the android state, and he won't need the stone for the power anymore, uh, so yeah. I think... The, the two I think are really safe are going to be Bucky Barnes and, uh, <laughs> and, and Falcon, and they're going to have a, a, <clears throat> buddy uh, movie. a buddy movie like everybody, Bob Hope. Everybody and wants Bobby. a buddy movie with them. It actually would kind of be cool to have a buddy moving yeah. with the two of them. Well, it's going to be like Bing Crosby and uh, Bob Hope. <laughs> Bob Hope. <laughs> but I, what I really... We're d- off on the road <laughs> to Wakanda. <laughs> but yeah. what, I could, what I could see the two of them doing is vying for the role of Cap. Yeah. After the well, loss yeah. of Cap. Yeah, that and someone that has buddy, to That kind of Cap. buddy movie would I th- be I think, I think it's uh, Bucky. 
he'll become the metal encased. I think so. Yeah, I, I, it, in the scheme of things, it makes the most sense. And then have Falcon as a partner to him, and I could see the two of them in mourning for Steve working together in honor of Steve. I totally could see that being a thing. The other one I see safe is Hulk. And that's only because they've just started progressing his storyline. Well, they've talked about how he's got a three-part story arc through three movies, and we've seen the first in Ragnarok. I I think there's going to be something even more extreme happening here. Yeah. I think we're going to see Hulk get separated from Banner. Banner? Yeah. Okay. um, That's what I think. Before we go off any further on that, do you know why there's not another Hulk movie? Well, something about the the rights, right, or yeah, something. Universal the owns rights. the rights to it. Yeah, so they yeah. can't do an individual movie with right. him. They can do the team movies. Yep. Yeah. Right. They bought the rights to do him with the Avengers, but not to do it individually. It's amazing how Universal they, it's has amazing how these rights work. I know, right? I mean, the Spider-Man rights, all that. Yeah. So I, I just think it'll be interesting. I really think it's going to be a lot more devastating than people think. I really do. I do think, by the way, because Tony dies, I think... War Machine? War becomes Machine the will Man. become the new Iron Man. Now, yeah. here's a question, though. So this is... It's supposed to be a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Are they really going to end it, Empire Strikes Back level of I depression? Yes. And just everyone's going to walk out of the theater going, oh. They I have do. It's to. A, it's, a, it's a tricky proposition because every Marvel movie... People may pass this away or something may happen. Yep. It ends up, you're like, I had a great time. I had yep. fun. This but has I, to end that way. But I think that's what will make this one of those great Marvel movies, is it will have that kind of ending where you'll be like, oh my gosh. you know. And I think Disney's playing it smart, at least I think if they're doing it the way I think they are. They're playing it smart in that they're not going to give any hint to that actually being the thing. So think about it. That's what worked for Empire. Nobody had any idea that was right. the ending, right? Disney's got to play that off. Because otherwise, it won't have the impact that it's going to have if that's the ending and if I'm right and that's the way it plays out. So, yeah. See, this is a movie I haven't bought. I know a lot of people already bought their tickets. I haven't bought my tickets yet, but I'm going to have to see it very it early in the run because I, I don't want it ruined for me. I agree. I'm going to have to stay yeah. off social media and all that crap again, yeah. too, just so I don't ruin it. I still go back to my original theory. If I am right and all these guys die. <clears throat> so I'm just saying this right now for people who are watching and maybe get upset if all these characters die. I still think there's a reason for all of this, and they're not dead like we right. think they are. Read up on the Skrull War, you'll find out what I'm Which, talking that about. That would make sense why Captain America went to Nomad. Yes, and they could reboot and do all that, and yeah. still. And, and here's but the here, thing: it's such a it's a hard sell because if they are Skrulls, why are they fighting so hard for good? Because they, they had to play to, the role. Yeah. Because remember, the Skrulls. The whole to point the point of being killed. Sure. Yeah. The whole point of the scrolls is they had to infiltrate and and be believable. They're like, I always think of them as like a really uh, anxious terrorist organization. They're going to infiltrate, and they're really going to infiltrate what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, to the point that you believe it's a, it's they, hard, you're there. One know, of them. It's a hard sell. In comics, I you have a lot more time to explain that to get into the nuances. I, you could, but they it's did tough. it good with Earth Mightiest Heroes, though, because when they killed off everyone except Captain America, Captain America found out really quick that the rest of the team was Skrulls. And that's where I say, like, Cap could come back, but it might not be Chris Evans. Yeah. Right? Because you could say, well, Captain that wasn't the real. White look like the real Cap. Yeah. Here's the real Cap. And you could find a new Captain America reboot. You know what I mean? Like, you get this really <clears> cool <throat> way to kind of introduce, reintroduce all the characters all over again with brand new actors, brand new. And think about it. For Marvel, this is a brilliant take because now if you get X-Men, you get Fantastic Four. I mean, you could really just, like, reset the whole thing and start yeah. over. 
Well, they've said going forward that the stage four is going to look extremely different. Extremely than different. Everything we've seen up till now. But if that's that's where I'm thinking, the stage four resets it to this. You we'll know see. what I mean? So we'll have to see. Okay, so next thing we are going to talk about is the <laughs> Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Do, if I'm saying do, that correctly. Do, 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 so this is the, this comes after Fantastic Beasts, obviously, this particular trailer. Yes. And But all so, of it takes place long before Harry Potter. Right, so that's yes. where it gets confusing, I know, for a lot of Harry Potter fans, because they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, it's Harry Potter, it's but it's not Harry Potter. It's in the Harry Potter universe, but not same timeline. It's Correct. It's prequels. Yeah, it's a prequel, folks. Welcome to the Star Wars people. I thought it was interesting that almost right off the bat in the trailer, they show Hogwarts. Yeah. So, see, that was a part to me Wait. that did throw me off about Fantastic Beasts, that Hogwarts wasn't even in the movie at all. If they'd have done just a They one, mentioned it. I think. They mentioned it, I think, once or twice, <laughs> but if they'd have shown the castle, I would have been a little more, I would have bought into it a little bit more. They weren't supposed to show the castle, though. I get what you're saying, Terry. two different Tara. divisions. I know, and we're talking about an American division versus the English division. I, yep. I totally get what you're saying. It took me a while to figure that no, out, though. So, unless you read the book. Yeah. You, as a moviegoer and oh, not yeah. a book reader, and I'll be, and I've never the read thing. the Harry Potter We're, books. I, no I know that there was a Fantastic Beast Somewhere to Find Him book, but there was no Crimes of Grindelwald book. Mm-mm. This is all kind of into uncharted territory now, just yes. written specifically for the screen. Yes. And my understanding is she's working on the book. <laughs> Actually, no, what the problem like, is, is she wrote a playwright, but it came out as a book, I think, and that's what this book is. This movie is based off of. Either way, I just... You're well, right, there's wrote, no book the, tie in There here. was the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, but that's actually Oh, yeah, later. that's true. That takes place after, now, right? I've, ne- I've never read any of the Harry Potter books. Never Me read, neither. Never read this book. Um, no. Only watched a few of the movies. But when I watched this one, I understood it was in the Harry Potter universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's immediate. This particular one, yeah. not not the no, Fantastic Beast one? Fantastic Beast one. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't, I couldn't, it took me... Until about twenty minutes in to really understand where it fit into the Harry Potter storyline, and maybe I'm just stupid. I don't know. Yeah, okay, thanks. I feel better now. <laughs> well, you had to really pay attention to the beginning credits because it explained Br- brutally honest, the Bob. beginning. <laughs> no, I know you're brutally honest. You tell it how it is. So you know, we we go into the castle. We meet Voldemort for the first time. The not young Voldemort. Voldemort. Not Voldemort. Or not Voldemort. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Excuse and what's me. interesting is you see how it he, is, people. He's the defense against the art, dark arts teacher, isn't he? Because isn't that the room? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that is, isn't it? That is the room of. Oh, I didn't notice that. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. That was that was. See, these are the little. This is long before he took over. Well, because if you make it makes sense, because I think he was the defense against the dark <laughs> arts professor. Now, what's which, the deal with the lights? And he's collecting all okay, the so power from the lights. Do you remember Harry Potter when he would able to like shut off the lights yeah. so that the people wouldn't see them doing magic? Yes. That's Dumbledore doing that again. Oh, Dumbledore. Okay, so that's proof that's Dumbledore. Yes. So we're going to Paris, I'm assuming. Uh, at least that's the implications of the movie. Uh, did you get that from the postcard? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. The postcard where it said, See, I'm so dumb Paris. I have to read that part. So, yeah. and not only did it say Paris, it had the Eiffel Tower on it. Yeah. Well, and he mentioned Paris. So, really so that made yeah. yeah. so, yeah. it was Maybe it was the line of, uh, he, he's going to Paris. This is what I work with, people. This is what I work with every day. So I don't, I'm not quite sure what the storyline here, other, other than we're implying that, and I'm not even sure the main character's name is. I'm still Newt. Newt, Newt Scalamander. Newt Scalamander. We, uh, we're trying to figure out whether Newt's good or bad, right? Like, which well, no, yeah, no, he's dark he or works, light. He works it, with Dumbledore. Right. He's, yes. But the part of it is there's a controversy about Newt because he does collect good and bad creatures, and necessarily say, you're yeah. not supposed to collect creatures in general. So there's always been a controversy about Newt. Well, well, and whether to the, like lock him up or let him go. The Americans were destroying them all. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and he was saving them. 
Yeah. Correct. I loved the visuals of the yeah. inside of, oh, his yeah. bo- of the Fantastic Beast box he had yeah. from yeah, the first I agree movie. With you. Oh yeah, when those the, the movie was like okay, and then once they went into that, I was like, I agree with you. That's where it got better. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at some of the visuals on this going, okay, there's actually some really yeah. cool visuals in this that got me in. Like when they're on the roof, and I'm not even sure what they are. They're like locusts or something are flying away. I well, like I wonder if that's that kid from the first movie. I think that, so. that yes. might be, yeah. Uh, the Flash. The, Ezra. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Ezra Miller played him. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know from that. From the first movie. You know, I, I thought it was interesting, too, this scene where they're they're riding the seaweed creature. It's kind of... Kelpie, probably. Kelpie, whatever, kind of cool little thing. <laughs> Uh, I, I love the scene where they're in the bubbles. It yeah. looks like a carnival, right? Like yeah. this looks yes, like a circus. Well, it says the circus, yeah, the magic circus. Are you laughing at how dumb I am again? <laughs> yes. yes, thank you. <clears throat> Ooh, and I think there's a cage in that scene. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just gonna stop talking now. I'll let them narrate from now on. So, and then. This is kind of cool too. Now I'm not sure what those beasts are supposed um, to be. They look almost dragon. There's a specific name. They're like undead something. I can't remember right now. Was it those horses that you saw, but only yes. certain people could see them? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of their names either. Nightmares. No. 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 So there's there's Depp. There's the controversy. People are saying Depp should have been taken out of this movie because of the whole. Was he a abuser to his wife? The, Tra- oh, he was you know, an abuser. Yeah, what? there was a whole uh, like tr- kind of trial thing that happened, and it, he it uh. ended with being dropped. But the, the fact that there were the charges, and people are just saying he's he's not. There were people were complaining big time to uh, writing to uh, J.K. Rowling and stuff, saying this is not what you want representing mm. this. And uh, they, she said, no, we're you know we're going to keep him in. So you know it. It's interesting, you know, the, we, we see Dumbledore fighting now with Newt and, and side by side with him, not fighting against him. And, you know, it's, it's definitely got some interesting stuff going on. I like the visuals. There's a lot in here that, yeah. that are visually I like. I like that the guy... I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, <laughs> i got to be honest, but I like the visuals of this. I like that the guy is back from the first movie who he had his memory erased. Yes. But apparently they yeah, get back. The baker. Yeah, he was yeah. He was, great. He was actually really good. He, he almost stole the first yeah. movie, quite honestly, and I'm kind of glad he's back in this one. Actually, they didn't erase his memory at the end of the last one. He stepped out into the rain and he forgot everything. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. So, yeah. don't so. you question me! Sorry! <laughs> okay, Cause so. When the, Because when the girl showed up, yeah. the blonde, he didn't know who she was, but yeah. she was like, I want to, I liked him, so I want to date him now and whatever. Yeah. But so, is this a movie him. you guys would definitely go see? I mean, like. I yeah. don't, I saw the first one on video. I didn't see it in the theater. I did, and, because I didn't have much of an interest, but I enjoyed it so much. I'm kind of interested in seeing the second one. Yeah, I, and I, the trailer does a perfectly fine job of making me not not want to see it. It's a very right. good trailer. So, and I gotta admit, like again, being a non Harry Potter fan, like I was, I watched the first one because my kids forced me to watch it three million times, <laughs> and I think that's why I got turned off to Harry Potter because there was an entire summer where my kids did nothing <laughs> but watch Harry Potter at every moment. We had a DVD, and I actually Harry Potter the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, I it was almost like I wanted it to be a VCR tape so it would break. <laughs> And I was like, curse you, DVD people, for creating this so that it wouldn't break. Dang it. Oh, um, come on. All you need to do is just put a little scratch on it. I tried. I tried. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't try hard enough. <laughs> Apparently not. So, but Ruth got completely hooked, and so she wanted to watch all their... She went and saw all of them, like, all, practically on opening night every oh, time yeah. they came out. And so she went and saw Fantastic Beasts. She's like, Dad, you should go see this. And I was kind of like, uh, not another Harry yeah, Potter Yeah, because thing. Ruth and I saw that one together. Yeah. It was And I'll admit, I... I watched it on video, and then I went, oh, I wish I'd have seen that in the theater. Because yeah. this one actually was, like, if you weren't a Harry Potter fan, 
this was kind of a cool place to come from. Yeah, because it's telling a different story. Totally different story, but still in the same universe and still was kind of cool. And I don't know. I I'm actually might be <clears throat> interested in seeing this in the theater. I guess it depends on how much money I have when it comes out and yeah. how motivated I am to go. And what it's up against. What do you think, Gary? You're, you're going to go see this in the theater? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, I watched I watched it in the comforts of my own home with uh, subtitles on it so I could read. <laughs> so I could understand what's going on. I, I, I'll, I'll understand that one. Okay, so I wanted to talk this about this one because this was a big story this week and it cuts in so many different ways and I don't know where to begin with this. It has been announced that Toys R Us is closing all, all, let me say it again, all of their U.S. stores. I don't want to grow up. Too bad you have to. <laughs> all right. There's so many memes out there about that too. Oh the, the, the creditors said wipe them out. Oh, all of them. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about this. Like, I get what's going on here. Toys R Us is just not making money. I guess, Eric, you said the big thing. What was the big thing they were well, getting ragged they're, on? About? They're, they're talking about, in the articles, and what they're saying is they can't keep up with Amazon and other, you know, online stores and stuff like that. It's, they, you know. They're trying to pay out the big bad online yeah, store. Yeah, the online's killing retail. But from what I heard, there's definitely a lot of talk, and you saw it going into their stores. Their stores felt old. <clears throat> the money they did get when they were still doing well, they, they say they didn't invest in upgrading technologies and a mm-hmm. new infrastructure to keep up with the times. And so they fell behind. And once you fall behind and then you're not making the money you used to, then it's even harder to catch up. And it, that, So they said, yes, that there definitely is the aspect of the Amazons and the online and all that. But Toys R Us probably made some wrong decisions made it worse. as they went along. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, part of me also says these retailers, and I'm talking about all of them because Toys R Us is – you know, bankrupt. Best Buy's in trouble, from my understanding. I know Macy's I've, went bankrupt. I've, Macy's like is gone. We've heard that Field and Streams in trouble. We've heard Dick's Sporting Goods in trouble. There's a lot of companies that are that are reeling. Um, and part of me says they're doing it to themselves. And I, I think part of it is when I go into a store, I go into a store for customer service. I don't go into a store. Well, I go for two things. First off, for the customer <laughs> service. I also go to look at products. Yeah, you want to be honest. To be able to see them, in I want to pick it up. I want to play with it. I want to be able to, you know, experience the product in my hand. And what I've experienced a lot lately at retailers is I go to the store. It what I want to be there, not on the shelf. Especially at Kohl's. Oh, Kohl's, yeah. Let's not go there. So part of me says, and then I get the response when I ask, like, "Hey, when are you guys gonna start carrying?" Blah blah blah. The response I always get is, "Well, we're, we we had it for like a week, but you can order it on our online store." And so part of me is like, you're actually shooting yourselves in the foot because you're suggesting to people to go to your online presence and get it and send it to your <clears throat> physical presence. I want to go to your store and have the product. Now, maybe I'm old-fashioned. Apparently, they, remember, I they, am. They can't have everything. I mean, there's limited space. I get that. There's limited display. But when well, it comes see, to popular products, it seems like they have limited space. When it comes to something that's not so popular, for whatever reason, they create space for that thing. And I, I just... There's something about that I just don't get. Like, Toys R Us used to be all about having the most popular toys. I mean, think about, like, I think back to the days of, like, when you went in for Star Wars toys, it was floor to ceiling, usually an aisle, right, of Star Wars toys. And not a, you know, I, and I'm talking about floor to ceiling. Like, it, you had massive amounts of Star Wars toys. Now when you go in there, if you were to go to something that's very popular, and I don't want to say Star Wars necessarily is, but if you were to go in for, like, Matchbox Hot cars, Wheels. right? Hot Wheels. I was trying to search for my, my 
uh, nephew over the Christmas holiday break, and they had barely anything in Hot Wheels in there. And I'm like, how does this happen? You know, so part of me is like, <laughs> I am sad to see Toys R Us go. I'll be honest, like, I'm going to be lost on weekends when I go out shopping now, and Toys R Us is not an option for me. And so part of me says, they're actually forcing me to become an online retailer now. Re- retail giants are forcing me to do that because I'm not going to be able to find it locally. So what is my other option? My other option is to, to go online and get it. Well, the other problem I see with retail stores is that you always get somehow, in some way, some customer that's snooty, or you get the worker who doesn't want to be there, so then you end up having a bad customer service anyways. That, that was the other part I was going to bring up was, I don't know about your retail experiences, but to me, they have to do a better job of training their employees Most definitely. To, on how to treat customers and how to be an employee. And I know that's, that's tough. Here's the problem. That's Most tough. of their employees are young you're right. And we all know how young people pretty I much have been em. acting. You I know teach them. Like. Trust me, I know what so they're like. So they're not going to be too too, attent- too attentive and too behaviorally in control in school. Right. How are they going to be at a work environment? And that's where I'm yeah. saying that's what's actually killing the retail industry is the public. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> the reaction of public and the way Kids they... Kids these days. You know, it well, sounds no, like seriously. I'm saying that, but you get what I'm saying. It, well, it does, you know, it plays a role in this. Well, one of my biggest complaints about Sears was that nobody would ask you if you needed any help on anything. Right. Yeah. They would and let you squander and sit there right. and figure and, out what you needed. And they're not, they weren't kids in that store. Right. They were adults. Nope. You're right. And they just didn't give a crap about anything. Yeah. And when you do ask them a question. They didn't know. Oh, this ain't my department. <laughs> then what are you doing in it? Right. Right. What are you doing here? Why are you here? I got to agree with you, Gary. That's part of it, too. And and so I get frustrated a lot of times when I go out to retail stores. And, and I can't help but wonder... Are we seeing the end of retail? I mean, like box stores, brick and mortar box stores. And that's uh, a well, lot this, of is jobs. Is this where Amazon's going to come up and say, hey, we're now going to start having small stores uh, everywhere. So I was going to say. And you order and it's there the next day for you. I, I was going to say, I think Amazon's smart choice decision could potentially be what they've, they've presented an idea to their executive board. It's called drop points. So it would be like almost like a post office box, right? Where there would be drop points, and if you ordered something on Amazon, it would go to your local drop point, and you would go there and pick the package up out of like a, almost like a P.O. box type of thing. And the reason Amazon's talking about doing that is getting ready for this. The drone technology they wanted to have, the U.S. will not let them go door to door with the drone technology. But the drone technology would allow them to put it in a drop point so they could actually use the drone technology from anywhere, fly it to your drop point, it would be there within, actually they're talking about it being there within eight hours of you ordering the product. See, Think about how insane that is. My only problem with ordering something online, especially if it's like shoes or clothing or makeup, like I want to actually go try it on, see if it fits, see if it's the right shade for me. You know? You're living in the wrong generation. I, I, know. Okay. Welcome, I know, Welcome to a world I know. where that's less and less available. Which, is, I, you know, and maybe we're just not progressive enough. I don't know. But I do. I want to go play with things. I want to go manipulate. All I know is I want all these kids to get off my lawn. <laughs> See, I, I don't care about, like, toys or, like, other things. It's just the clothing, shoes, and, like, makeup stuff that I want to actually go physically touch. Well, if I'm going to buy, buy a toy, I want to look at it before I buy it. I agree with you. Especially if I'm going to pay $20 for something. I agree with you, Gary. $20, like, $20 or more, I should say. I, if... You know. And I gotta be honest here. Looking at Hasbro's toys lately, it's kind of hit or miss, right? Like some of their toys, I'm like, okay, I'd buy that. That looks pretty cool. And then some of them look like cheap junk. 
and it's twenty bucks, and I'm like, I'm not buying that. That's you right. know, I, I, I'd go back to the seventies and buy the Kenner old uh, Star Wars figures before I buy the ones that are. I, I got to agree with you there. The ones with four points of articulation yeah. because they looked better. They probably lasted longer. Yeah, and quite honestly, yeah. Well, I, it's evident you still got yours over there. Yeah. I I I love those toys better than most of the toys that are coming out now. To be honest with you, because. They look more like the characters than the ones. Well, that not only that, but you look at them and they're going to still stand up. You're right. Over yeah. time, you, you, right. you look at the new ones and they fall over. Yeah, I mean, just after you put it up, it just falls over. And so here's the other part of it. Toys are us. I think this is where our generation's having a hard time with this. Toys are us. We grew up with it. I mean, we we grew up with Toys R Us. I mean, you're joking around, Eric, but at the same time, I think there's some truth to. We're we're all a Toys R Us kid. Oh, we, yeah. we wanted to grow up with Toys R Us, and then even as an adult, most of us are still gravitating back to Toys R Us for our own kid. And so now with Toys R Us gone, now here's the thing about Toys R Us, and my my dad reminded me of this. Toys R Us killed the mom and pop toy shop. They did. And everybody got mad at Toys R Us about that, right? So so all these mom and pop toy shops got killed off because Toys R Us comes along and they can offer product cheaper, faster, quicker, more efficiently than the mom and pop toy store can. So now they get killed off by the next company that comes along and says, but we can offer it quicker, more efficiently, and cheaper than everybody else. So I, th- I found it interesting, too, that I don't know if you guys pay attention to stocks. I really don't often pay attention to them. But the same day that Toys R Us stocks fell because of the announcement, so did Mattel, so did Hasbro. So did uh, there were like three other companies that were all tied to Toys R Us, and I have to admit, like right now, there's not many places to get like action figures for GI Joe. Are they going to have to start shopping to Amazon or Walmart or Target to start selling their products? Like, yes, right now Walmart sells some Star Wars toys, just as an example, but they definitely do not have the selection that Toys R Us has. So now, are they going to have to shop to Walmart and say? can we buy more shelf space off of Walmart because we just lost all this revenue from Toys R Us? I don't know how that plays out. It's going to be interesting to see. The other interesting thing that's going to see over the next couple of weeks is they're going to have to liquidate inventory. That is going to be cray, cray. When they liquidate inventory, you know it is. People oh, yeah. are going to be going crazy over whatever it is Toys R Us has got. I mean, it's going to be an extravaganza, I guarantee. <clears throat> I just feel bad for all the employees. That's the part I, I mean, feel bad a about. Huge, yeah. That's a, like a 10,000 strong workforce or something like that. They actually said 32,000 employees nationwide, 800 stores. I mean, that's, to me, that's the more devastating part of this. Who's going to pick that up? I mean, and who's going to pick these buildings up, too? I mean, like, they're gone. If you just think about the number one job in America today, it's customer service jobs. And that's what this is. Customer service jobs. So, unfortunately, we no longer are a Toys R Us kid. Okay, I, I never really was. I was a KB guy. <laughs> I loved KB. You know, I liked KB too. To be honest with you, I did. I I, I liked the customer service guy at KB better. Yeah. To me, they had a better selection. It's such that a too. small store. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Space wise, they were better at using yeah. space. Okay, our last topic, and this one I think is very interesting. I, I got one with Korean subs, so I, I apologize for those on the video land side of things. But we're going to talk about the deleted scenes from uh, the Last Jedi, which came out this week with the DV. DVD release. Um, there's all sorts of interesting scenes here. Uh, you know, actually, this isn't the full one, is it? This is uh, about four minutes. Oh, no, this is just the one of Luke. This is just the one of Luke. There's, we've seen about five of them. Uh, this one right here is Luke. They say it's Luke mourns Han Solo's death. But really, it's just him. It's still part of the same scene where he said he's not coming back. 
and he walks away, but it's a little longer, and it shows him sitting at one of his, or kneeling at one of his desks, and there's he's actually crying. He's crying, yeah, tearing up about Han's death. So the first one is about, the, the, I'm going back to the original video now, the, of, um, the, of them all put together is uh, Poe and Finn. Finn, Finn talking about the jacket. Yeah, and, and, and Poe telling him Poe to keep, him keep the jacket. Um, I don't think it was necessary. I mean, no. it didn't really add that much to the scene, and I, it wasn't a big <clears> deal. Then we see the scene with Hux, and this is Hux and Rose, and is Finn there? I think Finn's there, right? This is when they're 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 captured. captured. And Rose freaking bites Huck's finger. And it goes on like the perfect length. It exaggerates right. a little bit, and Huck's, of course, plays he has it to up. to grab her and pull yeah. away. And but it's uh, it's it's a nice little scene. I liked it. I kind of wish it was in yeah. the movie. I would love to see yeah. how it how it would flow when it was you know flipped I, into the actual film. I would have liked it if he just grabbed Phasma's blaster and just shot her. <laughs> okay. You know, All right. You know, just to just yeah. to get her off his finger. Like, no, no. After he got got off the finger, oh, okay. just go out and grab the blaster. And show. Yeah. I just don't think Hux is that mean. You know what I mean? Like it's not in his nature. I to mean, be Huck like has, that. Hux hasn't actually ever killed someone. It, it would have made so. it would have made his character better. Maybe, maybe. I, the next and, scene and, here, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he I didn't care for either one of them. No. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Those rebel scums. You know. <laughs> the next scene actually is my favorite one of the ones we've seen so far. So we show the shot of Ray running through the forest, going after well. The she village. runs up to to Aktu, right. the, to the village, thinking it's on fire and being attacked, and she and finds it's a celebration. It's a big celebration. It looks like it's a wedding. <clears throat> I think that's what they're implying is somebody got married, and she pretty much crashes the ceremony. <laughs> It'd have been awesome if Jar Jar came out. Meet the Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great because they they like she moves her lightsaber, makes a noise, and they make some movements with their arms. And they're asking her to like shake it, and she does. And they and all they're celebrate. Like, Yay! <laughs> and they start celebrating like woohoo! You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I thought it, that was kind of funny too. To me, it's like a, a combination of the Ewok celebration yeah. And, and, yeah. and a Scottish. Uh, yeah, like a Scottish party, wedding or yeah. something, right? And I thought it was funny. I thought it actually could have added some some humor, more well, humor into the part the, after that. Because right, and I was gonna say the poignant part is when she goes over and talks to Luke. And they have this discussion off to the side about, you know, he was telling her about her racing over here and, and why... <laughs> I didn't think he could run that fast. Right, first off, I didn't think he could run that fast. But also why he's fighting her about going back to the Resistance. Because, look, this the same thing happened here. You could be racing for no reason at all. It could all be a farce. It could all be, uh, you know, not to your detriment, not to, not to help you out. So I just... Maybe she, that's she one gets, of the lessons. She comes back at him with, you know... Friends are dying across the galaxy. Right. And she's like, you're not the Luke I thought you were. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was, you know, it was a great scene and actually could have been really good in the movie, I think, maybe if they'd, they'd figured out a way to fit it in. Yeah. I didn't think Last Jedi was that long, did you guys? I mean, looking at all these deleted it scenes. It was long. Was it long? It was over yeah. two and a half hours. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I uh, fell asleep long. <clears throat> then we had the scene with BB-8 interacting with uh, Finn. And as funny as it was, maybe not necessary. You know, I, I actually say, Ned, there's a deleted BB-8 scene that might not have been necessary. Ha. It was kind of fun, though, I, showing Finn and having Ray's reaction to Finn, you know, might have added a little bit. But it wasn't enough to be like, you know, this shouldn't have hit the cutting room floor for right. me. <clears throat> I don't know about you guys, but this this was an okay scene. I mean, it was trying to give Finn more of this. I think this is the like part. depth. This was right before he tries to leave the ship. Right. And to get on the on the escape thing he was going to take. <clears throat> and what's funny is, he seemed like kind of a jerk for leaving in right. the movie. And this edited scene gives Makes more him, reason as to why he's right. actually leaving. So it's not because he's running away, it's because he's running for her. 
Now, this next one was on the Star Wars show, and, and now that I've seen it, everybody kept urging me to see it, and I'm like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. Uh, I can kind of see why it's a big deal. And this is where, towards the end of the movie, Finn is fighting off Phasma, and they're talking to each other about each one of them being a traitor. So right. Finn's talking about her being a traitor, she's talking about him being a traitor, and he reveals the fact that she's the one that turned the... Uh, shield the, off. the shield off so the Starkiller base Starkiller base that they could get to it and you know the fact the troopers all kind of start looking at each other going wait a minute is this actually yeah. true to well she he happen? says what would your what would your troops think of that and she looks around at them she's like well who would believe a story like that and then she looks at them and she can sense and yeah, you know she can see that they're like kind of looking at each other their guns go down just right. a little bit but it's enough for her to realize that she may have just dropped in their eyes and with quick four shots all four stormtroopers are dead and then yeah. she loses her hand. Which, again, doesn't necessarily mean she's dead. Nope. And Gary, you said something while we were watching this. This makes her a what? A Mando. Yeah. I mean, almost to a large extent, it makes her very Mando-ish. Uh, you could tell right there, though, in that last shot that... Uh, effects aren't done. The effects aren't done yeah. in that particular scene. And there's a couple more deleted scenes scattered throughout. You can find them online. Yeah. So what do you guys think of these deleted scenes? I mean, did they did they help the movie? Did they hurt it? I mean, were there any on here that you're like, yeah, that's got to go back in the movie? None of them save it for me. Okay. No. <laughs> that's the problem. It's yeah. not like there's a big revelation scene yeah. in any of these cut scenes. I got to agree with you. That changes drastically. I mean, that's that was a nice touch with him, you know, staying in front of the stormtroopers. You were a traitor too. I like that. Yeah. I don't mind if I think I don't. I don't think I would have minded if that scene had special effects finished and was added back in. Yeah. Um, I do agree. Like I said before, I think. The one shot, even though you said it's not really necessary, the BB-8 in the video the of, of Ray saying goodbye to him, I think it does add to his whole motivation as to why we saw him trying to sneak onto a ship and escape. Okay. He seems much, he would seem much less of a, of a, not a coward, but, you know, like he's running away from the danger, which is what you kind of felt. Even though he did say, I'm going to find Ray, it, it felt a little like running away. But with that scene added back in, it would have felt much less like running away. You would have kind of seen his motivation more and it would I think that might have helped a little okay Disney has said by the way that these scenes will not be ever put back into the movie and they've right. also agreed that in The Force Awakens it's not like they're going to do the George Lucas thing where they do this super ultra awesome version of Star Wars and put all these deleted scenes back in they, they have agreed that that is never going to happen so part of me says it doesn't matter how much we debate it doesn't matter anyway Disney said they're not going to do it so some of the, the scenes are interesting and some of them I'm not you know uh I don't know if they would have changed the movie, per se, at all. Uh, the structure of the movie is still the same. I think that's the part a lot of people have problems with. And unfortunately, that part of that, these, these deleted scenes don't deal with that at all. So. Yeah. so, those were our thoughts on lots of things tonight. We'd love to hear what you have to say. So, we were talking about Avengers Infinity War. We'd love to hear what you have to say about that, both the poster and the second trailer. We would love to hear what you have to say about the Fantastic Beast movie that's going to come out soon. We'd love to hear what you have to say about... Toys R Us closing. closing. I'm sure you all have lots of feelings about that. And, of course, The Last Jedi deleted scenes. So uh, contact us on gatscast at gmail.com or go over to our website and contact us there. Or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, as you can always can. So uh, we're going to be back in just a little bit. We're going to watch the next episode of Star Wars Rebels, and we'll be back to talk about that. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. Look, what's that ahead? Are those asteroids? No, they're commercials. We'll be right back. When you can't find anything to watch on cable, you get bored. When you get bored, you listen to radio cooking shows. 
When you listen to radio cooking shows, you invite a friend over for dinner. When you invite a friend over for dinner, you use twice as many beans. When you use twice as many beans, you expel deadly farts that kill your friend's dog. When you kill your friend's dog, your friend becomes unstable. When your friend becomes unstable, you're sued for everything you're worth. When you're sued for everything you're worth, you're thrown to the streets. When you're thrown to the streets, you devote your life to world domination. When you devote your life to world domination, you become an evil fascist overlord. When you become an evil fascist overlord, old friends plot their revenge. When old friends plot their revenge, you are shot in the back of the head. And when you're shot in the back of the head, you miss your jazzercise appointment. Don't miss your jazzercise appointment. Upgrade to Indirect TV. Go online or call 1-800-DIRECT-TV. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Whatever We Have in Stock Are Us, your one-stop place to shop for whatever we happen to have lying around at the time. The Force is back. The Rebels won't tire till they see the last of the Empire. And Kenner's there with Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Now, Fork, quick escape on a speeder bike. Speeder bike, you have to put it together. Action figures each sold separately. Now, I've got you now. Open speed flaps and meow. I'm gonna crash. Biker Scout, you're not all you're cracked up to be. Speeder bike, action figures sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company, offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. It is now a multifunctional business, offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Thank you for your patience during our galactic promotions. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast as we talk about the latest episode to us of Star Wars Rebels titled Jedi Knight. True that. Not actual K-N-I-G-H-T, but Knight N-I-G-H-T. As in Knight Shyamalan. True that. True that. What a twist. So, this was like a action-packed, I mean, as far as, like, stuff going on episode as far as... This was as one of those that felt they told the right amount in 30 minutes. Right. That actually felt like it was a nice story arc from yeah. beginning to end. We start off with, obviously, Hera is now captured, which we knew at the end of the season finale, the mid-season finale, that that was the case, and, and, and this was the tragic moment of Hera being interrogated now, finally. She's, she's captured, she's being interrogated. And the rebels are desperately trying to get Hera back because obviously they don't want her to be interrogated. That's a big deal to them. 
And I find it interesting that uh, <laughs> I find it interesting that we tried all sorts of tactics on Hera, but none of them are working. She seems to be holding off almost as well as a Jedi, which I she's, mean, she's very strong. She's always had been very strong-willed, and I think right. she just... just proves how strong of a character she actually is all yeah. along here. And so she's she's holding off against both... Uh, Krenica, or, uh, not Krenica. <laughs> both uh, Governor Price and against Thrawn himself, which is, you know, that, that says some things right there. Uh, later on, Thrawn ends, a, ends up having a discussion with Tarkin, which I find very interesting, yep. because there was a reference <laughs> to Krennic's project, which obviously is a direct correlation to Rogue One. Yes. Which I like that. I like the, I like the tie-in now. Now, now there's some nice homages, and now we're really tying into Rogue One and how that's all playing out. After I also three like three other seasons. Yeah, I get it, but I also like how Tarkin was kind of snotty about Rogue One too, because he's like, this project's been going on for years, and it just seems to never end, you know. It's and it's taking just, up lots of money. Yeah, and it's taking up resources, and so he's suggesting to Tarkin that if he wants to continue to tie Defender, Thrawn, that, or Thrawn, excuse me, not Tarkin, not Thrawn, that uh, he's going to have to go to Coruscant himself to to take care of that. Now, what I thought was interesting is Thrawn, he tells his ship to leave to go to Coruscant, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Does he get on the ship? I don't know if he did. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that was confused was like, about that. He said, that. tell the commander to jump as soon as he's ready. Right. Well, he said, tell command, uh, Governor Price to continue the interrogation, and when you get the set ship coordinates for the Coruscant, then hit it. Oh, so you're saying he was already on yeah. the ship when he made that? Yes. Oh, okay. See, I didn't get that. I thought he was yeah. still on it the planet. Seem, it was a little odd of an edit. It seemed weird. Just a ship going up to the other ship would have told us yeah. that Thrawn was yeah. up there. Well, he was in his uh, control room because he had the... Yeah, I guess that's true. He's sailing where he's in the back there. Yeah, I guess... I, the only thing, like I said, it, I just missed that moment of like him going up to the ship. It would have yeah. helped. It's kind of like when Vader all of a sudden was on the Star Destroyer in Empire... After Cloud City, but you never actually saw him leave Cloud City, and then in the special edition, they finally added him getting in a ship and leaving, and I was kind of like, thank you, because now I get why, you know, how he ended up on the ship. Right. It was the same problem. So, that ship takes off, and now we have this grand old grandiose plan to go rescue Hera, and that is they're going to use some gliders to look like loath bats. Yeah. Is everything in this world loath something? Yeah, yes. it's, it's like as if we had earth horses. Loath cat, and, loath you know, bat. Earth cats. And yeah, loath earth bat. Loath dogs. wind. So their raspberries are loath berries. Yeah. And their schnozberries are schnozberries. They taste like schnozberries. <laughs> it's loath wind. There's a lot of loathing here. I just yeah. all I can I don't say. Know. I, it's an interesting planet that's kind of dull if they have to put the name loath in front of everything. <laughs> right. That's how you know it's ours. It, it's a throwback to the old Batman series. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they, they use their bat bat. <laughs> bat shark repellent. Yes, there we go. They use their bat shark repellent. An exploding shark was so they, they, my leg. <laughs> they decide they're going to glide in, and they're, their grand plan is to make up gliders to go and... and and glide in and make them look like loth bats because there are already loth bats flying around. Right. Up and you know people are used to there being something big above them, so they don't really look up anymore because they right. just are used to these bats flying around. So they use that as cover. And then we go into one of the weirdest moments in the episode, at least to me. We have a montage. <laughs> I just saw it coming. We, we don't I mean, get like, very many montages. No, we don't. And we got one. Which I saw one coming for some reason. I saw a montage. And the montage was two things. It was them creating the gliders. Which we knew was going to happen, but then we see the montage. Which, it totally should have ended the A-Team music. Yep. 
You know, da, 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 da. like you said, Gary, they needed to put a steel drum pan in front of the, the music, van. It was boring music, quite honestly. It was kind montage. of for a montage music. It was yeah, like somebody didn't get it. Like whoever watched eighty flicks, didn't. it was definitely depressing music for a montage that was supposed to cheer you. What up. they should have done was done the Team America thing. We're gonna need a montage, you know, like yeah. put that in. I would actually laugh my tail off if they had done that. But the other montage was just really weird. Total aside, do you ever see montage on Robot Chicken? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That'd be like an awesome superhero movie. It would be an awesome You, you do a montage, and the guy gets older and dies right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the montage, we have the weirdest moment, which is Kanan decides to cut his hair. Uh, and I, shave. And shave. And die. Right, and dye it. So, like, he's now <laughs> Sinead O'Connor in the spotlight with shaved head. And, well, I don't and think he, his hair, I don't think he dyed his hair. I think his hair just looked, because it, since it was shaved down to near the skin, it had a different color look to it. But I don't think he dyed it. He, I he think could, for St. Patrick's Day, he dyed it red. So that's, no, that's where I'm going no. with. <laughs> See, when he cut his hair, he cut all the gray out. Oh, okay. So now it looks red? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say about yeah. my hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah he cut yeah, the gray out yeah. and it's red. Exactly. <laughs> You know, you just did the Emperor No, 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 right? I know. No, no, exactly. No. That's why I did it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we have our montage moment. We have we have the new Kanan, who is now Disgustingly ugly. It was a weird haircut. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> He's like, blind. He didn't have a mirror. <laughs> and he didn't have a mirror. Well, that's... Okay. So later on, he says that. And that's the part was, of he was going, joking. Was that a joke yeah, or not? Yeah, a joke. But it was a distasteful joke and a yeah. really bad moment. Am I wrong? I mean, like, yeah. no, she said your hair's really ugly. So he's like, well, I didn't have a mirror. He's like, I'm I guess lying. I didn't get Hello. it. I was too worried about everything else that was <laughs> yeah. going on at that moment. Where I was like, is this the moment to be joking around? Like, I, I well, like, besides, he's drunk anyway. So, well, this what? is true. She is half drunk and yeah. half off her mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I thought that was a weird moment. So we get our our blind our gliders together and our blind gliders. Our blind yes. gliders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We get our gliders together, and Ezra and Sabine, Sabine get into TIE pilot costumes, which actually made sense. Why not? Yeah. But why didn't Kanan have something? I, I don't understand. Did they not have three TIE pilot costumes? Well, no, they, they only two. had the one. His whole plan was to just break right in and rescue I guess that's her, true. So. He decides he had a disguise. Anyone. They wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they would have acted normal if they said, oh, there's someone outside the window. Oh, it's just a stormtrooper. We're fine. <laughs> I guess that's true. What? He's a window washer. So so they glide in, and, and to do this, we have a speeder bike drive as fast as he can, almost like a kite, and he releases he tows, all of them. Yeah. He tows them and releases them. And I get what you're saying, Eric, about, you know, you can... You can ride heat yeah. waves and all that kind of stuff but thermals i've seen hang glider guys who can just they'll start gaining ridiculous altitude to sure. because they find a thermal but can you be accurate with thermals i guess that's my other thing no it, but in terms of the yeah it was a weird moment but it didn't ruin the whole scene for me uh, okay it was like yeah so they glide into the city now this is where i do think it gets a little weird so the stormtroopers don't see them at all at first, which okay, they went by past the loath bats. I'm like, right. yeah, that's that's yeah, but then they go over the city, <laughs> right? And no one notices. No one notices. I mean, like, I get that there's loath bats in this one area, but there's not loath bats throughout the entire city, and these gliders go flying by. Well, he uses the line later. You know, people don't look up. Okay, yeah, but. I think that that scene would have been better served if they just lit it differently. If the streets right. were bright and it was really dark above them rather than perfectly lit, right? And you and they only looked like got, a shadow. You going only over. got a sense of the right. shadow passing over, and you had to be looking for it to right. see it. 
the scene would have been great. But yeah. I think they just they like they do with a lot of their scenes. Everything's really well lit. Nothing is put into shadow, right? And that makes the scenes not quite work. And like that, but they're probably used to every uh, tie fires and everything else flying over, flying overhead. So maybe. But then we have the most convenient moment of the entire episode. They find a nice landing pad right there on the domey part of the command module. I mean, it's perfect. Just enough for three gliders. <laughs> Two. How? Three. I just three because three. oh yeah yeah there were three of them. So, at this point... I mean, I assume that's a landing pad for the small little lifts that we saw them flying around I'm thinking around so, in, too. You know, but yeah. it was like It was kind of like perfect fit. It was just a little too convenient. Yeah. Like I said, every dome has them. <laughs> so, at this point, they... First off, at this point, Ezra... Or not Ezra. Kanan's acting really weird, I think. Don't you guys think, like... Oh, yeah. He the minute says, he meditated he, on, he was acting really he weird. He even says to them, you know, may the force be with you, which he never says that when they split up. Right. Ever. And so, that was kind of a weird moment. He decides he's going to go get Hera. The other two are going to go get a ship and meet up with him and get him out of there. And so that they, they break away into two different separate directions. And he gets Maglev, I guess. Lock. Magnetic Ooh. lock. Magnetic uh, climbers. Climbers. Almost like, as Gary pointed out, uh, what, what movie was that from? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Ethan Hunt-ish. <laughs> yep. So he starts climbing the building to go find Hera. Meanwhile, the other two go get a ship. Uh, you know, that seemed pretty easy, by the way. <laughs> the pilot was really stupid. He, yeah. Here, let me show you where. <laughs> she just punches him. Gee, what with this table is the pilot? Hmm. I- Ian is. Ian. And uh, who was calling himself stupid earlier? Hmm. Ian. Um, <laughs> what? I'm lost. <laughs> Wait, maybe Eric. Maybe it's Eric now. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we've traded. <laughs> it's Austin the Numpty. We all know it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you so, saying, Austin's smart? Because if that's our level of smart, then that's sad. Well, you never know. Maybe he's actually smarter than the person that I'm talking about. <laughs> he's smarter than your average bear. Could be. <laughs> Poo bear. So, so they get in the shuttle pretty... Or the, I thought they got in the ship, but it was kind of funny because the stormtroopers are looking at Ezra going, What are you doing back here? You're wearing a TIE pilot costume. Oh, I'm the backup pilot. You know, the one in the back. <laughs> I just thought... There's some humor in this where yeah. it was kind of funny, but it was a little kitschy, too, the whole time. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Kanan finds Ezra. She's being interrogated. Hera. Or Hera. I'm telling you, here <laughs> I am. I'm towards the end of the show, and I still don't know all the, the characters' names. He okay? finds Hera, and he's being she's being interrogated by Price, but Price is using a probe droid now to do all the interrogation. And so the probe droid... Injects her. Injects her. But well, what, we assume it's the throat. We don't actually see. But but, but <laughs> what, what, what I have to laugh at the whole time is uh, she really ain't asking her any questions. Yeah, she's no. She asks and she asks her once, like, "Where's your rebels?" Right. So and then like, she's zapping her and zapping her and zapping yeah. her, and it's like this is the worst interrogation technique ever. The one yeah. that never asks any questions ever. <laughs> I don't think she was going to ask any questions at all. I think he's just going to torture her to death. That's all. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rook, by the way, the one thing we didn't talk about is Rook's out there running around sniffing the air, finding them at all points in turn yeah. for whatever reason. He's really good at it. So Kanan finds Hera and rescues her and does it in a really kind of, you know, funny but awkward way. He ends up cutting the floor. First off, he cuts the floor, which lets the stormtrooper fall through. Then he climbs through the molten floor. They We've all had this discussion before. The molten anything. I, I, I don't get this. I really don't get it. Molten floor, but we can crawl through it. It's all good. They always do that. 
It's he, their force powers. He locks the door, breaks it, right? Am I yep. remembering that correctly sticks first? Sticks it with the lightsaber. Yep. Yeah. Then he takes Hera out of the restraints, and she is definitely... Well, before that, he stabs the probe droid. That's right, he stabs and, the probe and droid. And kicks it down the hole. Yep. And he takes the other stormtrooper and force throws him out the window. Yes, And he fouls Mace Windu. Right, and yeah, and he, <laughs> he now knows where Mace Windu is. And, uh, <laughs> and she hated that droid. She did. She totally hated that droid. And he decides to try to rescue her at this point. By the way, in the way to getting her, he finds her toy as a kid that Thrawn was... The piece of artwork. Right, the piece of artwork that Thrawn was kind of trying to manipulate her with, and it didn't work. Uh, I don't know why that didn't... What Thrawn was thinking. I'm not sure what the whole point behind that whole scene was, other than to get the toy back in her hand. I mean, that just seemed to be a kitsch thing to do. So... The two of them decide they're going to leave. Well, I, I think he did learn something from her, though. What's that? Because he mentioned that one piece and the brother. Right. And she kind of clammed up on him and never denied it, said yes or anything. That's true. Him. So in a way, he got something right. out of her. I guess, yeah, in a very distant right. way, he got something out of her. So the two of them start escaping by going out the window that they just threw the stormtrooper through, which took me a minute to realize, oh, that's right, that's why it's open. And Rook goes after them. And... The stormtroopers come in the room, and, you know, all sorts of weird stuff happens here, and they start climbing to get to the top. Meanwhile, the Hera other two... started acting really weird, too. Well, she's, she's still drunk. intoxicated. She's, yeah, she's still intoxicated with the... Whatever, it's The serum she got injected with. <laughs> they get to the top of the, the dome, and that's where she tells him she loves him. Right. Uh, part of me wanted to say, duh... You know, this is kind of like when my oldest daughter came to me and said, hey, my boyfriend and I are now dating. And we were all, remember Gary? We are all like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> so she watches this podcast now. I'm now disowned by my oldest daughter. But yep. anyway. <laughs> so, and this is where the, sh- the show kind of got, I'm not quite sure what was going on with, with the gunship part of it. You know, they were just kind of it seemed to around. take forever yeah. for that to get together. Well, I think what their plan was was to get in the gunship and wait until they heard where these two were, right? And then take the gunship over. But it didn't seem like that. <clears throat> like I don't know. It, it took time. It took it took a while. It took a while for, to, for us to get to that point. Meanwhile, Hera and Kanan are caught by Rook, and now they realize they have to get out of there. So yeah, they try Rook, to get back. Rook to, knocks away Kanan's lightsaber, right? And then Kanan throws Rook. Over the edge with a force push, right? And then and he also all of a sudden, stormtroopers all over the place shooting at them, and they decide they got to take a glider and get out of there. Right. So they get on a glider, and of course the glider gets hit. It starts burning. Uh, it burns pretty quick. <coughs> Apparently, it's not a built very... out of a material. It's like a material covering. Yeah, it was a material covering, so it started burning quick. Yet when they landed, did you notice that it wasn't really on fire <laughs> all that bad? I was like, wait a minute, what's the concern here? It didn't seem to be all that bad. I might have, I don't know. You puncture a wing, you lose your airfoil. Yeah, I guess. All of a sudden, you... So they land, of course, they land near the fuel depot. Yeah. Why the fuel depot? I'm still trying to figure that part out. What was the point behind using a tall tall building that they could climb up? I guess. And here's the thing. If you're at a fuel depot, you expect people not to shoot at you. you, Well, (laughs) you would think, right? I mean, yeah. I guess that's true. Maybe that's the reason why. Meanwhile, that's when Price finds out that that's where they're heading. Which, how did they know they were heading there? They... Uh, Maybe they're watching the, the fire glider. trail yeah, and the that's, glider, that's where it's going. going. They had a pair of binoculars. <laughs> there you go. And a tracking device. There you go. So Price decides they're going to use the ATATs to go after them. She tells them we're going to get them with walkers, and they climb the the largest tower in the fuel depot. And that's in the meantime on the actual gunship, the uh, Mandalorian. I'm <laughs> Sabine. Sabine. Thank you. 
she tells Ezra to hang on. <laughs> yep, we got a call from Kanan. We know where Turns he is. the ship sideways, dumps all the stormtroopers out, which I thought was actually a really funny <coughs> moment. They're I mean, really like, killing a lot of stormtroopers. They were. Like, there were stormtroopers dead everywhere. But, and, they're all, and they're all the same way. They're all dropping, yep, dropping to their Dropping out of the sky. You know, I'd hate to be on Lothal because stormtroopers are falling out of the sky now. Like, ah! Well, Robot Chicken can add egg. Uh, <laughs> right, there you go. That scene in, yeah. yeah. I hate working on Lothal. <laughs> so... <laughs> I shouldn't knew. I should have never. If that many fall, if that many fall, it's like it's snowing. Right? Yeah. All these white stormtroopers falling from the sky. Maybe that's why. Our I think we're gonna get ending. like two feet today. <laughs> Instead of get six, three arms. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, they take the gunship. They go to the actual uh, fuel depot because yep. they've heard through the radio now. That's where they're gonna be. And they try to attempt to rescue Kanan and, and Sabine. Just and where they make out. Kanan and, or Hera, Kanan and Hera decide to finally kiss. Kiss one more time. And that's when the bad part happens. The Governor Price catches up with them with walkers, and they decide to shoot the fuel cells. And when they shoot the main fuel cell, of course, it starts to explode. At this point... Kanan realizes they're not going to make it out alive, so he uses the force to try to contain the explosion. Hera tries to come back after him. He catches her in midair, and he pretty much throws her back into the ship and then throws the ship out of the way. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that his vision came back here. Was it because they knew he was going to die? Like, Did he get his vision back because he was using the force that much? Or was it just because he was on his deathbed? Well, how do you, you know, know what you mean his vision came back? Did his eyes change? His eyes, yeah. No, they they, they came unglossy and they came green <clears throat> again. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I very much caught that. Did you catch that, Gary? I caught yeah. it. That it, it, it changed the, back. The wolf told him. Yeah. Did they really? In the I think before. in a vision. Oh, in the vision. They... Well, remember when he said, tell me what I got to do. Okay. So you're thinking the wolf told him that, yeah. that he's got to save them and, and all that, and he'll get his vision back, and <clears> it'll be the death of him and all that. Yeah, it's his vision quest. Ah, I get it. Okay. So he saves them, and the fuel depot explodes, and that's the end of the episode. Uh-huh. And they show the Star Wars Rebels logo at the end, which I thought was kind of cool. In white. With white and, and, and all the particles coming across, like it's the just explosion silent. just happened, and it was completely silent. I do have one point here, though. If the fuel depot exploded, is Price dead? In the walking nah. show in the walkers. But you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, that was a big explosion and a pretty <coughs> big aftershock. I think the walkers can you, take it. They're pretty I don't heavy, know. They're pretty heavily shot. I don't know. I mean, like, part of me says, I don't know if that... It, these are the real walkers, not the ones in Rogue One. This is true. Yeah, <laughs> un- Here's the problem I have. Unshielded if he has the power to jump out, hold the explosion, catch her, push her back, push the whole thing out of the way, why did he walk out of the thing in the first place when the explosion happened? Why not just be in it? And hold the explosion back right. from them while they fly away and keep right. pushing it so it doesn't reach them. Right. It was would have been much easier to do that than to jump out, run to the explosion, and stop it there. They needed a death leap. I know that's the, the problem. So and, unfortunately, it was it was logistics that to but me don't work. It it's almost an unneeded <coughs> sacrifice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Almost. Like I get what you're saying, Eric. Like, and I, I did have to admit, like when all these people were telling me. I see that's where she was giving it away during the Sorry, episode. I, I don't know if you'd seen I didn't it. Realize. And and I knew Kanan was gonna die before we watched this episode because unfortunately some of the stuff has gotten through my right. social feed. Right. And I part of me was sitting here going, Okay, well I hope it's a worthwhile death and now looking at the episode I'm kinda like I'm not sure the sacrifice was, was necessary. It was done well. It was, it was done well. Visually, it was all fine and dandy. But, but I go when back you think to the about logistical it, thing, he, he could have stayed. Necessary. No, he could have stayed in the thing and held the explosion back while they flew away. Correct. Well, look at the long term, though. Well, I know they got to kill them 
off no, somehow, no, 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 right? No, 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 no. Long term. What did it, that explosion do to Lothal? Think. Well, it blew up the the command center. All the fuel, the, all the fuel on the planet is gone now. <clears throat> oh, I get what you're saying. What's going to run the factory now? The, the produce the defenders. Oh, I get what you're saying. So by making that sacrifice, he's made it impossible for the tie defenders to be produced. Is right. that? Oh, okay. So like an ultimate sacrifice kind right. of moment. But man, I shouldn't have to think that hard to. You know what I mean? Like I don't Not know. Hard thinking. It wasn't that hard to think. Yeah, about. that wasn't hard I don't know. thinking. I think it was. I, I, you're, you're you're overthinking everything though. Yeah. I guess so. You're good at that. But at the same time, this show has never given me. I don't know. <laughs> exactly Look, that. It hasn't given me. You have to go from being on the Z team to going to the A team again. You, you see, you, you were worried about uh, Governor Price dying in the explosion. I guess I was, yeah. I was more, right. so more that, concerned about Governor Price than I was Kanan. Uh, How uh, sad uh, is that? And not only that, but, but not seeing the, the factory being shut down now and everything right. else. Yeah, I get it. So, what did you guys think of the sacrifice of Kanan? A worthy moment here? Well, I think what governor running a place where she knows she needs the fuel in her right mind would say, shoot the fuel tanks. Well, <laughs> it, it's become personal for her the whole, the, whole, yeah. the whole time. It's become personal. Instead of saying shoot the fuel tanks, she should have said shoot them anyway. Just like, and they, they should have fired and been not accurate enough and hit the fuel tank. But the right. fact that she said shoot the fuel tank. Well, she was, hope, she was hoping that the fuel tank would have took, took both, <coughs> both the ship and. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. But so. it also destroys their factory production. But the rebel, the, that rebel cell is gone. Yeah. And it doesn't, so. for those couple people, it doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Gary, because she's that. She's at that point right now where she's that ticked off. She's got to get right. rid of that, these that's rebels. Her, that's her home planet, too. Right. So that, that everything right. that they've done is... And fuel can be replaced, but getting rid of these rebels is top priority right. at this point. I get what you're saying. Right. I know what you're saying, Derek. I'm like on yeah. both sides of this. Like, I get what you're saying, that that, that and, and, it was not a worthy sacrifice. It, for dramatic purposes, it worked fine. Right. It did it, what it was supposed to do. And I did feel like, oh, you know, I, I got it. Right. It, but it, it doesn't hold up under scrutiny to me. Right. And plus it's showing her, uh, showing everybody that she's that ruthless that she would do that. I mean, it's kind of, is it know. supposed to be like the Tarkin thing where he said blow up the entire building at the end of that one episode? Yeah. Sure, that's fine, but that was just the one building, and I think they there weren't people, I don't know if there were people in it or, you know, they, anyway... This is like, well, this is our fuel source. This is this powers everything. Let me ask you a question. Let's see if you would, this would change your mind. Instead of Price being in that ATST or the ATAT, what if Thrawn was in there and he told them to blow up the fu- the fuel cell? Would that have changed your mind? Well, it would have only because he would have had longer term plans. True. He, he does everything for a reason that's not immediate. He thinks it through. But I, what if he's so blinded by? He I got to get that. rid of these he doesn't guys. Get that way. I guess that's true. He's if, too calc- that's the thing. He's too calculated. If, I get if that. they had put, if they had done that to him, I would have been like, "You guys are not getting his character right." Thrawn right. doesn't get worked up like that. You're right. He doesn't get that that emotional about yeah. things. And maybe that's why they use Price because right. yeah. makes and sense. And I get it, but she was she needed to be screaming more. She needed to be upset or something if they're going to do that. And I still think she should have just said, "Just shoot at them." Right. That's if they just changed the line. If they didn't make it, she was intentionally shooting the fuel tank. She just was blinded by raids and said she didn't care if there was a possibility of something. Shoot them. We'll get them. And the, it, it, right. they missed. And it bl- well, it also goes back to the beginning of the episode when she's just zapping Hera. Right. You know, he, she's not asking him any questions at all. She's just right, zapping, she's zapping her. See, she I, think they, I think they missed something here. I think 
I would have been better with the scene if A, Kanan didn't lose his lightsaber. Yeah. And in the end, they're up there, they're about to leave, the shot happens, he turns around, deflects it, and it bounces back, hitting the thing. It starts the explosion, and he's got to stop it. He's standing right there. Now he's not in the ship. He's standing. The explosion wasn't that whole, shoot the fuel tanks, intentional. It was a little more of an accident. Just those couple little changes, I'd be fine with the whole scene. I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. He almost caused his own death by by trying to save them, and then he he realizes they have to get out of here. And I would have liked that whole scene much better, logistically. So it's, it's almost like they made those choices purposely not to do that by him losing his lightsaber and stuff and i i would like that better but so let me ask you guys what was your favorite part of the episode i liked drunk hera she was funny (laughs) yeah i mean just just like some of her comments where she's like i wonder how he's gonna get in here you know when she's seeing (laughs) him and then and then when she he cuts the floor and she's like i hate that droid just (laughs) just her responses were really good i thought that was it I, I've been waiting for that kind of character interaction between these people. Stop being stoic with each other and actually react to each other. And so I liked the whole scene between her and Kanan and talking and actually her being kind of silly because I feel like I was finally seeing those two really interact right. with some emotion. Yeah, like there, you actually felt like there was actually some, yeah, connection. some connection there. It took them all this time, though, to get to that point. Yeah. That's the sad part. I mean, for me, I thought that my favorite part, and I can't believe this is the part that I liked the most, was when she tells... Ezra to hang on, and she just turns the ship on its side. Yeah, it was good. You know, I just kind of dumped it. And then I liked the scene after that where she was blowing the ships up, and the one tried to turn and attack her, and she just gets a better angle on it. I mean, that whole scene I thought was actually really well put together. Well, no, she had a worse angle, but Ezra reflected the where shot. Ezra reflect, that's right, Ezra reflected the shot. So, uh, Tara, Which would have been nice foreshadowing to them being shot at again in that right, ship, right. and it causing and the it thing. And causing the thing to happen, right. Tara, what was your favorite scene? Death. Kanan's death. <clears throat> death. I had a feeling. Gary, what was your favorite? I liked uh, Hera getting tortured and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know, her getting You're drunk. Dark. You're dark. Yeah. 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 No, it's stuff that needs to be done. And, yeah. And it hasn't been done. Right, up till this yeah, point. Up, right. Right. What was something missing from this episode? What did you guys think was you missing? You know, what, what a, she they should have taken Han Solo's line. After he rescued her and she fell out of the thing, she should have mm-hmm. looked at him and been like, I feel awful. <laughs> Uh, actually, and that, that whole line been, right from being tortured would have been great put that little thing in but they didn't do that okay like that. Tara what was missing from you more death more death <laughs> Gary what about you in a way I do uh, I do agree with what Eric's saying there, instead of Kanan deflecting the, the lightsaber bolt have Ezra do it oh that would oh, be even yeah. better yeah, he, mis- you know, he makes the mistake and Kanan has to right, stop, stop okay, it. That's even oh better. that's even better and then it's the then, then the, all of a sudden Ezra has to deal with guilt. He, the guilt behind right. it yeah the, you know the, the, the Padawan God, why aren't we writing this dang show well, <laughs> sorry it's too late now I know well, I get a bit F- Filoni wrote it so. right right yes. but, um, <laughs> sorry Gary um, <laughs> no, that, that's. Uh, I like that I like the combination with the, yeah. right. I think that works really good that would have been better yeah but it's okay. I mean, I don't like. I, said, right. I don't hate it. Right. And, it still got to the moment. It just felt right. And weird. and and I and I really hate this where you have to read a book to f- understand certain characters and stuff like that. I learned an awful lot about Governor Price, Price. from the, the Thrawn book. Right. Okay. So I understand where where she's coming from in this whole thing because she right. You've got that extra all that extra right. information. Right. So you ready for this? This is gonna be really dumb when you guys are. Gonna, uh, I really wanted her to look at him and say, "I love you," and all I wanted for a response for him. I know, I know. I know. If he, if they would have so done that, I would have been like, "Yes." I thought I he said something like, yes. kind of like that, though. Like, no, didn't she he say, didn't. "I love you," and he said something like, "You're." 
No, she said something. It was a different line. It was, was like, yeah. It was you, very yeah. unlike a you know I know. Even if it wasn't I know, but something like it. You know what I mean? So I just cliche. wanted an I love you. I know, but, but you know what? It would have been awesome. It would have been no, an awesome throwback. No. To, and I don't think it's cliche. I really don't. But but instead of having her say I love you, have him say it to her. And have her say I right. know. See that was the and one I was been, thinking. See, now this is great. even better. He says it. And she's all in her drunk voice, like I know. I know. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> See, that would have worked out. That great. would have worked because that would have been a tribute to the line done entirely differently. Right, right. And looking at it from a completely different perspective, and I would have been cool with that. I, we should yeah. be writing this show. I told you we should have been writing this show. <clears throat> LFL needs to hire us. Yep. So uh, those are our thoughts about this episodes of Star Wars Rebels, titled Jedi Knight. Uh, definitely, I know an emotional one for some of you. I don't know if it was so emotional for us. Let's rate this one because uh, we, we <clears throat> did not rate this one. Zero, don't bother. Ten being a must-see. Uh, I'll, I'll start this one off. I actually would rate this one about a seven. You know, it wasn't a must-see. There were some really cool things in it. I mean, it's a must-see in that Kanan dies. I yes. mean, spoiler alert. <laughs> you haven't figured it out yet. So that in that return, I don't know how it's going to play out in the bigger picture of things. As Gary points out, we now we're out of five fuel. Uh, we episodes? got about five left to go, I believe, after this one. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's huge in that regard. Were there some gaps in this episode? Absolutely. Yeah. Were there some things that didn't make sense? Yeah, there were. Like Eric said, the the death seemed like an unneeded sacrifice that didn't need to happen, which is bothersome to me. <laughs> I, I also was a little bit bothered by some of the, pl- I mean, some of the plot line and storyline just seemed slow. And then you threw a random montage in there. Why? Yeah. Like, what? To what end? I mean, like, you went all the show, and now all of a sudden you get your first montage five episodes from the end. Here's another, thing they, here's another thing they missed out on. Haven't they been saying all along that Ezra has connection with animals? Yes. Why the hell didn't they? he just connect with some bats, and they ride friggin' bats in? Uh, yeah, I don't I, That's a good and point. And then people yeah. see more bats, and it's like, oh, they don't oh, see the guys bats, on the backs. Right. And then, yeah. you know, he they used, it, used the force, tie it to his whole animal connection thing. Because yeah. they, they, I'm sure there's loaf bats flying around their mountain caves and sure. stuff. Because the bats aren't <coughs> any <coughs> touched with the force or nothing. They're the only animal on both all that's not. <laughs> the <only one>. That's <laughs> it. So they're they're Yosilamari y- bats. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, Eric, what would you rate this one? I'm going to give it a solid 7, too. That's okay. the number I was going to give it. It's definitely a must-see because of the whole Kanan. Not, I mean, you got to see it. Right. This is, they're getting to the story points now of where they're taking these characters. I didn't... The humor worked, you know, for the most part. Yeah. There are the logistical issues I have with scenes that just tweaking them a bit would have made everything perfect, in right. my opinion. But overall, it's definitely... I mean, if you're following along to the series, it's an episode you got to see. Right. So it's definitely a solid 7. Kara, what would you give this one? Two. Two? Two. Um, Somebody died. I thought you would give this at least above a five. Well, see, here's my problem. Uh-oh. Basically, pretty much the majority of the episode is boring. So it gets two pity points because they actually killed someone. Okay. She's really hard on this show. She is really I hard I am on really show. hard on this show. Gary, what would you give this one? I'm giving it an eight. Wow, Ooh. Gary's the highest? What? What? <clears throat> did hell just freeze over or did I miss something here? <laughs> Go ahead, Gary. This is one of the episodes I actually liked. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Okay. You know, the, the death scene just was like icing on the cold cake. <laughs> <laughs> I, literally. I mean, it just, it's, it's about time that they showed someone die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially one of the main characters. I mean, we know it had to happen somewhere along the way. And right, because there's no mention of them at all. In anywhere, anywhere right. else. Right. I agree with you. So... All right. You've seen the rest of the series. Yes. I don't know what's coming up, but I, I wonder, I wonder if, we get a Kanan, Eric, so. if we get a Kanan ghost at least once. We'll have to see. So I haven't yet either. So. I mean, if not, then Freddie Prince Jr. signed off five episodes before the end of the series. Says, I'm done. I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> 
He's with the Southern Sisters. Eric, <coughs> true dad. True dad. <laughs> cool beans. <laughs> no, it's cool beans. Okay, so those are our thoughts on this episode of Star Wars Rebels. We'd love to hear from you. Head over to our Twitter page. Head on over to our YouTube channel or catch us on Gmail at galaxycast.gmail.com or head on over to the website, get in contact with us there. Do, do you know who the gunner was on the edit? No, who was the gunner on the edit? Jedi Killer Dillion. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I so, saw it was so funny. If you, what's the site you look at for uh, information? Oh, on, for, the, on the for this episode? Yeah, this so look at, scroll down, scroll down, look at this. So it's like, look at, they got Lars as, as Thrawn and Mary Elizabeth McGuinn as the voice of Price. Then they got these different Stormtroopers. Yeah. And I love how Stormtrooper 1, Steve Bloom, Stormtrooper 2, Stormtrooper 3, Stormtrooper Commander they don't have a photo of. Right. What, just show another stormtrooper. Oh, they it's didn't not know like which one was the, the commander. They're that's not why. showing the actresses, yeah, not sure. actors. So I thought it was just funny that that one they don't have a picture of. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was one of those uh, black ones. That, uh, oh, one. and they can't show those. Right? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you can't see them. Because no. it's a spoiler. Yeah, oh. Uh. <laughs> so, as we always like to say here in Star Production Studios, may, may the, the force be with those who listen. listen. But and I wanted to go points. into the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. Adventure. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, We like and use a show. If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You've failed me for the last time. And look for the GalaxyCast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning.